Let me begin my homily today with a poem. It's entitled, What Did You See? What did you see in me? Lord, what did you see in me? On the day you drove me to my knees, filled my bark with fish abundantly, what did you see in me? Did you see one who would thrice deny you, betray you out of fear? Did you see a reed bending in the wind when danger came too near? Did you see my many stumbles? Did you see my countless falls? Did you see me turning away despite your constant calls? Did you see my words of anger, thoughts tempting me to hate? Did you see the taker of Satan's part turn for a moment from heaven's gate? Did you see that you would name as rock a man more like the shifting sand? Did you see that I, being asked to follow, would often refuse to take your hand? Yes, Lord, these you saw, and clearer still than I can know. But ne'er did you abandon me despite my wish at times to go. You saw the cross, embraced it, gave your life upon the tree, healed, transformed, forgiven, your blood has made me free. And so, dear Lord, I praise you in your endless love for me, for in my deepest darkness you saw what I could be. I wrote that poem about a year ago as I was reflecting on the life of St. Peter. You know, Peter's a biblical character that almost everybody can relate to because he's so real. He's such a great representative of fallen humanity. Prior to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, Peter had some incredible moments of brilliance when he said the right thing and did the right thing. Sometimes he said and did the best thing. But he also had moments of abject failure, as that poem indicates, when his character flaws led him to say and do the wrong thing. And it seems that Peter could go from one to the other in a matter of just a couple of minutes. At Caesarea Philippi, for example, he identified Jesus as the Messiah. He said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and Jesus called him blessed. Then just a few minutes later, he objected to the upcoming crucifixion of Jesus, which Jesus was predicting in the presence of his apostles. Peter objected, and Jesus called him Satan. And then at the Last Supper, Peter professed his loyalty to Jesus, saying, I will even die for you, Lord. Then only a few hours later, he denied three times that he even knew Jesus. He could go from up here to way down there. And yet our Lord chose this man to be the leader of his apostles. He chose this man to be the visible head of his church here on earth. I often wonder, later in life, did Peter ever ask the Lord that question in prayer? What did you see? Lord Jesus, what did you see in me? You knew the kind of person I was. 
weak, impulsive, fearful. On the day you gave me the name Cephas, rock, you knew that I was anything but a rock. I was more like a reed swaying in the wind. So why did you choose me and not one of the others? The last stanza of the poem, I think, gives us the answer to that question. I put these words on the lips of Peter. And so, dear Lord, I praise you in your endless love for me, for in my deepest darkness you saw what I could be. Archbishop Fulton Sheen used to say that Almighty God has two images of each and every one of us in his mind. The image of the person we are right now, with all our sins, with all our faults, with all our failings, with all of our weaknesses, and the image of the person he knows we can become if we allow his grace to change and transform us. Interestingly enough, Bishop Sheen always added the point that in the case of the Blessed Mother, there's always been only one image in God's mind. That's because she was perfect, because she was free from all sin. And because of that, she was everything God called her to be at every moment of her life. The rest of us are like Peter. Catholic author Matthew Kelly talks a lot about striving to become the best version of yourself. That, he says, should be the goal of every Christian's life. But, you know, strictly speaking, it's a goal that's unattainable here on this earth because we're all sinners. The only human person who was the best version of herself was our Blessed Mother because she never committed a sin. And yet, if you strive for perfection... If you really strive for perfection in this life, it is possible to become a better version of yourself. That's a goal that everybody can reach. In fact, it's also possible to become a much better version of yourself, which is what Peter and the other canonized saints of the church became. Today's readings give us some insights on how to do this, on how to become a better version of yourself. In that first reading, Samuel says to God, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. If you want to be a better version of yourself, you need to listen. You need to listen to God. You need to listen to God as he speaks to you, especially through his church. And you have to make the effort to obey neither of which, by the way, is too popular these days. Most people would rather talk than listen, and very few want to obey God or anybody else in authority for that matter. Our second reading from 1 Corinthians 6 talks about chastity and purity to other unpopular things in the modern world. St. Paul says, The body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, so avoid immorality. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Therefore glorify God in your body. Here we're reminded that becoming a better version of yourself involves fighting against your lower nature. And that's a constant battle for most of us. But it's a battle that's worth fighting. So don't give up, even if you fall a hundred times a day.
get up again. And finally, in the Gospel, Andrew and another disciple, probably John, begin to follow Jesus, and they spend most of the day with him. The text says, So they went and saw where Jesus was staying and stayed with him that day. This is a reminder that if you want to be a better version of yourself, you have to spend some time, some quality time with the Lord, and you need to do it often. I've heard Father Najim say this many times. I've said it many times. Having a regular daily prayer time cannot be an option if you want to be a better version of yourself. It needs to be a priority, along with Sunday Mass, of course. Peter, thanks be to God, you see, did all these things. He listened to Jesus. He obeyed Jesus. He fought against his lower nature, especially when it came to his temper, because he did have a temper. And he built his life on prayer and the Eucharist. And so in spite of all his weaknesses, in spite of all his failures that we see so clearly in the Gospels, this man eventually became one of the greatest saints in the history of the Church. And so, dear Lord, I praise you in your endless love for me, for in my deepest darkness you saw what I could be. Good news is, Almighty God also sees what we can be. Regardless of our past, regardless of our past failures and sins, he sees what we can be if we follow the example of Peter, the man who eventually became our first poet.